presented by America's Plastic Makers. Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Rogan Winovalin. It's Thursday. In today's show, President Joe Biden's conundrum when it comes to Russian oil. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. President Joe Biden's conservative critics, from Fox News to Capitol Hill, have slammed the administration for exempting Russian oil from the raft of financial sanctions aimed at the Kremlin. They've argued two main things. Number one, with Russia's economy so reliant on the energy sector, the U.S. should target that nation's energy exports in order to be effective. And two, Biden should simultaneously greenlight domestic energy production to offset any oil shortages. It's a policy the GOP has been pushing for years and that is in many ways antithetical to the administration's climate goals. But now, calls to ban Russian oil are gaining bipartisan traction on Capitol Hill. And with the blessing of President Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukrainian officials are privately pleading with the Biden administration to cut Russian oil and gas off completely, arguing that without doing so, President Vladimir Putin has a lifeline. The issue is putting Biden in a bind, creating a damned if he does, damned if he doesn't situation. Here's why. If he does block Russian oil, skyrocketing gas prices will go even higher. On Wednesday, crude oil prices reached their highest level in more than a decade, which will further inflate the cost of gasoline, which already averages $360 a gallon nationally. While Russian oil and gas makes up a tiny fraction of U.S. energy supply, cutting off its energy products will restrict the markets further and likely send already high prices soaring up even more. That's the last thing Biden wants, as inflation is already dragging down his poll numbers. It's why he used the State of the Union to announce that the U.S. and other countries would release 60 million barrels of oil from the reserves. It's why Hill Democrats pivoting toward the midterms are desperately floating the idea of a gas tax holiday. If he doesn't block Russian oil and gas imports, he opens himself up to allegations that he's giving Putin a plush carve-out, and the GOP is going to hit him on this over and over again. Politico's Kyle Cheney and Nicholas Rue report that the White House Select Committee on January 6th said its evidence has shown that former President Donald Trump and his campaign tried to illegally obstruct Congress's counting of electoral votes and engaged in a criminal conspiracy to defraud the U.S. Quote, the committee suggested its evidence supported findings that Trump himself violated multiple laws by attempting to prevent Congress from certifying his defeat. The committee's filings will surely increase pressure on Attorney General Merrick Garland, who some Democrats have accused of dragging his feet when it comes to investigating potential crimes committed by the former president and his advisors stemming from the insurrection. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 11.15 a.m. Eastern. The president will receive the president's daily brief. At 2 p.m., Biden will hold a cabinet meeting with Vice President Kamala Harris also attending. At 5 p.m., Biden will sign the Ending Forced Arbitration of Sexual Assault and Sexual Harassment Act into law. Biden and Harris will speak with Attorney General Merrick Garland and Labor Secretary Marty Walsh also attending. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 1 p.m. The Senate is in today. Fed Chair Jerome Powell will testify before the Banking Committee at 10 a.m. The House will meet at 9 a.m. to take up the Honoring Our Promise to Address Comprehensive Toxics Act with last votes at 3 p.m. Speaker Nancy Pelosi will hold her weekly press conference at 10.45. One last thing before we get out of here. Hours after Biden floated a scaled-back version of his BBB social spending package, Senator Joe Manchin sounded some optimistic tones about a reconciliation take-two that we haven't heard in a while. Politico's Burgess Everett and Nicholas Wu report that Manchin wants to start with revenue savings from prescription drug pricing reform and rolling back the 2017 Trump tax cuts. 
The revenue raised would be divided, quote, evenly between reducing the federal deficit and inflation on one hand and enacting new climate and social programs on the other. All right, what do you think is going to happen first? BBB Plan B or Major League Baseball actually having some games this year? We want action, people. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in DC right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Munavalan. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. America's plastic makers are committed to keeping plastics out of our oceans and landfills. That's why we're investing billions in advanced recycling technologies, which remake hard-to-recycle used plastics into new products that can be used again and again. With advanced recycling, we can recycle more plastics that don't get recycled today and remake them into essential products, including food, medical, and pharmaceutical packaging. 